If your aging parent has been experiencing memory loss or other signs of cognitive impairment, but it's been hard to get them medically evaluated, you may be wondering just how important is it to get that evaluation? Stay tuned to find out. Hello everyone. Welcome to Helping Older Parents with Memory Loss, a video podcast series that gives you strategies and information about assisting aging parents who are experiencing memory or thinking problems. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Kernison, board-certified geriatrician and the founder of Better Health While Aging and also of the Helping Older Parents online programs. In this episode, I'm going to address a question that I get asked a lot, which is this. How important is it for my aging parent with memory loss to see a doctor about it? Now, people usually ask me this question because the following things have already happened. Family members have noticed memory loss or other worrisome changes. They've brought it up to their aging parent and suggested seeing the doctor about it, but their parent is refusing to see a doctor about this. Now, there are all kinds of variations on this situation. Some aging parents are getting very upset when this comes up, and others are just waving off the shouldn't you tell your doctor suggestion. Also, some aging parents are lifelong doctor avoiders and may not even have a regular doctor to see, whereas others have a long-standing relationship with a primary care provider or sometimes a specialist, but they don't want to bring up the memory loss issues to their doctor. Either way, if you're watching this episode, you may have found yourself at this impasse. You're concerned, you want to make sure everything is being done to help your parent, and you feel like getting a doctor's input is part of that. And I would certainly agree with you on that. But if your aging parent is refusing, then you may well be wondering, how important is this anyway? So in this video, I'm going to explain to you why I recommend that your parent get their memory loss problems evaluated and six specific ways this can benefit your parent and your family. But first, I want to briefly mention the reasons that older adults often do not want to get evaluated for memory loss or late life thinking problems. These include feeling embarrassed by the problems they're experiencing, thinking it's normal to get memory loss with getting older, thinking there's nothing that can be done for memory problems in aging, being afraid that it might be Alzheimer's or another type of dementia, and also being afraid that they might lose their independence or be told things like that they can't drive or that they'll have to move out of their home or that they'll have to start accepting help. Or in some cases, the issue can be that they're lacking insight into their difficulties. They might simply be unaware of them or keep forgetting what has happened. Now in general, it's often difficult for people to admit that they might be unwell because this can threaten our identity and how we see ourselves. And of the many different ways that we can be unwell or ill, people are often especially afraid of losing their mental faculties because they worry that they won't remain themselves and also that they might lose control of their lives. After all, we all know people who have developed Alzheimer's or other forms of dementia, and although it's definitely possible to live a very rich and meaningful life with dementia, dementia also brings on many changes and challenges that most of us would prefer to avoid. Given that there are so many reasons that an older person might resist seeing a doctor about their memory symptoms, and given that it's so common for this to become a point of contention between older adults and families, again, it's understandable if you're wondering if it's really worth trying to make this happen. So let me now take you through the reasons that I believe it is worthwhile, 
Here are six benefits of getting evaluated, assuming, of course, that it's done correctly. So number one is that an evaluation can independently document the presence or possibly absence of significant problems with memory or other aspects of thinking. This is usually done through a combination of the health provider interviewing the patient and also doing some type of office-based cognitive test. Probably the best known shorter test is the mini mental state exam. But we now have tests that geriatricians generally consider better, such as the Montreal Cognitive Assessment, also known as MOCA, or the St. Louis University Mental Status Exam, also known as the SLUMS. These tests take about 15 minutes to administer, and they can provide a snapshot of what type of cognitive processes currently might be impaired. Or if time is very short, sometimes providers will do a mini-cog test, which involves a three-item recall and drawing a clock. In short, the cognitive assessment part of the medical evaluation should provide a snapshot of how well the brain is working now. This is important for confirming an older person's concerns or perhaps their family's concerns about memory and thinking. And if indeed the brain seems to be not working well, that is important information for all the stakeholders to know, the older person, their family, and their doctors. Let's move on to benefit number two. Number two is that an evaluation can help identify and treat health problems that might be affecting brain function. Once we've confirmed through evaluation that there does seem to be some type of cognitive impairment going on, we can focus on figuring out what might be causing it and what can we treat or improve. This is really a critical step in doing what we can to help an older person's thinking be the best it can be. As I've explained in a previous episode, there are many potential causes of brain dysfunction in older adults, and older adults can easily be experiencing more than one at the same time. For instance, many people who have early Alzheimer's or another form of dementia are also taking medications that further worsen their memory. So identifying these and deprescribing them when possible can really make a difference. It's also important to try to treat or reverse conditions that affect memory when possible. In some older adults, their symptoms can significantly improve or occasionally even resolve once the underlying causes of cognitive impairment are identified and treated. Let's move on to a next benefit of getting evaluated. So number three that I wanna share with you is that if your parent is experiencing memory loss or thinking problems, it's vital for their doctors to know so that they can consider modifying medical care. For instance, if your parent is having memory loss, this means they'll be more likely to have trouble managing other aspects of their healthcare such as medications or chronic conditions. It also means that they might need more support in making important healthcare decisions, such as deciding whether to move ahead with a procedure or a certain type of treatment. Last but not least, when a doctor realizes that their patient is having memory loss, this can be an opportunity for them to encourage their patient to start involving family in their care. Now, you might think that doctors are likely to notice memory loss in their aging patients and take action on their own. This does happen sometimes, but unfortunately, a lot of research shows that busy doctors often don't notice an older person's cognitive impairment unless it is specifically brought to their attention. Let's move on now to number four. So benefit number four on my list is that if your parent might be developing Alzheimer's or another form of dementia, 
doctors will often need to monitor them over six to 12 months before they can make a diagnosis. That's because to diagnose dementia, it's usually necessary to rule out other causes of treatable cognitive impairment, such as delirium, other medical problems, and maybe even certain psychiatric conditions. This process almost always takes time and might require trying to treat problems such as depression to see if the cognitive symptoms improve with treatment. So if you, like many people worried about a parent with memory loss, want to know, is it Alzheimer's or what are we dealing with here? you probably won't get a definitive answer at the first medical visit. But it's essential to start the process of evaluation and diagnosis so that you can eventually get some answers. Next, number five on my list. If your parents' memory and thinking problems are affecting their ADLs, IADLs, or safety, a diagnosis can help you step in. So in a previous video, I explained what are activities of daily living, ADLs, and instrumental activities of daily living, IADLs, and why they are so important to assess when a person has memory loss. If your parent is struggling with IADLs or ADLs, they will eventually need more help or support to maintain their well-being and quality of life. Now, some people with memory or thinking problems willingly accept help, but many don't. So often, families and even doctors will find themselves debating whether to keep insisting on something that seems needed for health or safety reasons, but that the older person doesn't want. At times like these, it is really helpful to have a diagnosis, or at least a likely cause for why the older person is impaired. And if your parent does get diagnosed with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia, this will generally make it easier to step in and insist on certain changes if and when the time comes to do this. And now for the last benefit, number six. If an evaluation confirms significant cognitive impairment, this can help resolve family disagreements and help mobilize a family to step in more. In my experience, when an aging parent starts experiencing memory loss or thinking problems, it's very common for family members to disagree about the situation. For instance, people might disagree about whether the problems are there or how significant they are. And families will definitely often disagree about what to do especially if it seems like the parent needs more help, but is refusing it. Now, I'll be honest. In of itself, a medical evaluation that confirms significant cognitive difficulties is not going to magically resolve all the family disagreements. In particular, the older person often will have difficulty understanding or accepting the findings. In fact, it's not uncommon for them to get upset with the doctor who does the evaluation. And so evaluation usually doesn't get us the one thing we often desperately want, which is for the older person to understand the problem, accept it, and cooperate with assistance. That said, an evaluation should be able to help a family gain a shared understanding of what is happening to mom or dad and what to expect for the future. And then families can use that information to negotiate next steps together. So those are my reasons for encouraging evaluation even if it's hard to get an older person to cooperate. Again, they are to objectively confirm the presence or maybe absence of significant cognitive impairment, to identify and treat potential causes and help the person have the best thinking possible, to make sure the doctors are aware of the cognitive issues so that they can modify healthcare accordingly, to start the diagnostic process if it might be Alzheimer's or another form of dementia, and because a diagnosis will help, 
if you ever need to step in to address problems related to IADLs or safety, and then to give families objective information that can help resolve disagreements. Now, just because it's worthwhile to get an evaluation does not mean it will be easy. But don't worry, in an upcoming video, I'll explain what you can do if your parent has been resisting getting evaluated for memory loss. So take care, and I hope to see you again in an upcoming video.